of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Rivas. Honk. Hey. Hey. What's up? How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. I'm also doing good. Doing well. Yes, doing well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm rocking a solo pod today. Yeah. No, Kev is not just uh, a solo pod. I'm, <laughs> I'm here with. I'm here with you. Yeah. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with Alan, who I'm going to introduce in a sec. But uh, no Kevin. Kevin's uh, busy uh, in the early parts of becoming a lawyer, Yeah, which will benefit the podcast somehow. Absolutely. He'll like, sue someone, and then we'll get a bunch of money, <laughs> you know, that we don't really deserve. Yeah. Or like when someone like, comes hard at us, like he'll be there. Yeah. Um, or maybe it will happen, like something bad will happen in the first three years where like he doesn't really know what to do, and then like we just like... Get destroyed. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, like, like, you know, things are in the works is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, let's, let's, let's bring on our, our, our guest. I think it's his second, maybe it's his third time oh, here. at least actually. third. At least, yeah. least third. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I undervalued. Okay. Um, <laughs> give it up for the uh, best basketball player I know right now. <laughs> Hilarious comedian. Awesome dude. Give it up for Alan Shane Lewis. Ready Player Two music right there. I like. Yeah, it. man. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Wait, is there is there a Ready Player One and then also a Ready Player Two? No, it's like the movie in the book, right? The oh. Ready Player One. I just yeah, did oh, my okay. own little spinoff. Oh, of it. fair enough. Sequel. Sorry. Sequels happening right here. We yeah. do it. We get the lawyer. I wasn't in Imagination it. Land with you. I should have been there, <laughs> man. If we were in Neverland, I'd be like, "Where's the food?" <laughs> you just sitting there starving. <laughs> oh wait, Peter couldn't see the food either. Whatever. <laughs> Me and Peter, I'm like, yo, where's the food? That's hook. That's hook. That's non canonical all right, that's not, it's not, it's not part of the real story. It's, it's not. Um, how's everything going? Doing Everything's good? going all right. Yeah. 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 Playing a lot of basketball this summer. Uh, yeah. 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 We, I've seen some Instagram videos of you dunking. Yeah. It's been pretty insane. Just get yeah. the, get the body right. <laughs> yeah. You get seen the... any of me dunking or? Uh, haven't seen any of you yet. I was at a cottage earlier oh, this were summer. You? Oh, wait. You saw I was, <laughs> I was dunking off the dock. No I, worries. <laughs> I won. We played 21 and I remember I let you guys know I was MVP when I was 10 years old at a yeah. weekend basketball camp. At 21? At 21. <laughs> yeah, 21 MVP. Um, yeah, that was fun. We fun. And watching our friend's dad like tumble over rocks. Yeah, oh, it was pretty nuts. Well, first of all, <laughs> you know, this is... Is bad. he okay? I, I know you probably you think, think so. we're, we're, we're getting off the, off the path here, yeah, and sorry. we are, but our friend's dad looks exactly like Phil Jackson. Yeah, exactly. So picture yeah. Phil Jackson playing 21 <laughs> with a knee brace, diving for a loose ball when no one was doing it because the ball was flat. Amen. And he dove over some boulders. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone at the cottage were afraid for this friend, for yeah. our friend Tim's dad. You got you to gotta sacrifice these <laughs> yeah. elbow skin to the knee, you know, to oh, the basketball he, guys. You he went do really hard. Like, <laughs> and no one was asking him to. Yeah. And I think that's what's extra special, you know? Yeah. You knock um, my drink over. <laughs> but uh, we, we got some we got some off season fun basketball stuff to get to, uh, but before that uh, we got something uh, extra special. Our 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 lovely uh, Matt Duncan uh, <laughs> records our pods and uh, d- does all the tough stuff. Um, he booked a commercial. Uh, Ooh, yeah. We're all actors here. We're all comedians. We're all, we're all, yeah. we're all doing that thing. But um, Matt booked a commercial that shot with Sidney Crosby. And he's That's a massive great. hockey fan. Yeah. So, Matt, I'm just going to give you the floor. First impressions, just 
So our first thoughts. What, what do people need to know about doing a commercial with Sidney Crosby? Um, he's like, uh, he's pretty squeaky clean, just like his image. Like he's, very, uh-huh. he's friendly. He's nice. He's not, uh, and I should say Nathan McKinnon was there too. Okay. So. Also, so, so give us, give, give the, give the non hockey fans a little backstory on Nathan McKinnon. He plays for Edmonton, right? No, he plays for, there you, go. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was question was for you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That was for me. Sidney <laughs> so, uh, Crosby's team finished first and Nathan McKinnon's team finished last. Ooh, okay. Colorado. So um, Colorado. they're both from Col- Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. That's why they're in the commercials together. Okay, beautiful. And okay. Uh, yeah, there's you know there's quite an age gap between them, probably about eight years or so. But they seem like they're pretty tight. They're best of buds. Can I can I Seems ask you a question? Like, yeah. What does Sidney Crosby smell like? Well, this is interesting because he was wearing his full hockey gear and his mm-hmm. actual stuff he brought in, and uh, my stepmom stinky as hell. And I didn't really notice it because we were in a dressing room. But uh, um, my stepmom is, like, very allergic to my dad's hockey equipment. Okay. So when yeah. I came back to their place after, I had this, like, essentially Sid was holding this card the whole time that I had. And then she started sneezing like oh. crazy. So uh, maybe he does have pretty moldy gloves. Oh, fair that enough. Was, that I was think a fair, so. That you was look, the test. You look, you look sweet smelling. Uh, so I don't think there's any way around. Have you seen, like, a picture of his jock? Jesus. No. Okay, I guess I guess let's let's go there for a sec. Um, have you seen a picture of his no, jog? I have seen a picture. He did okay. not show me. I don't know if he still wears this jog, but you know, like I guess all athletes are hey, superstitious. Let's see my jog. It's an old ass jock. Like it looks. Okay. You, you can yeah. Google Sidney Crosby jock, and you'll be so. It's like fair enough. The opposite of the NBA, where they like get rid of their gear the yeah. next game. They keep it. They, just, they, they wear it from like game. probably when he was a junior. So or younger. Yeah, I guess. Um, did you was his was his jock a thing? Like, was there an article about it, or did you just like <laughs> research in jocks? I feel like it was on one of those uh, the uh, NHL. You know, when they're doing those docs, the, the right, those, HBO like, yeah, docs, those cool facts. Pretty yeah. sure we got a glimpse of it there, and everyone was nice. like, "Whoa, okay." He's, but you needed more. I needed more. Yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> like a glimpse. No thanks. Jock yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't whisper. Figure this out. <laughs> I didn't whisper to him or anything. Be like, Can I take a look okay, so see it. Uh, <laughs> I, I still have more questions here. Yeah. So with Crosby, yeah. like, was he like smooth on camera? Was he like, um, this is fun? Or was he like, I've done this so many times. Get me in, get me out. Um, no, I think he, I think he was pretty smooth. Uh, they start to loosen up more once we kind of make them laugh a little bit. Um, so, like, the other actor was uh, in the other spot was Nigel Downer. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. nice. Awesome. So, he really hit it off with Nathan McKinnon, by the way. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Like, I think they're, like, buds now. Um, and I was trying to do that with Sid. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, of course you're trying I'm to like, do that. Yeah, we yeah. had some downtime. I'm like, oh, did you, did you get the cup yet? And he's like, oh, I get it next week. I'll be in Halifax. I'm like, I'll be in Halifax next week. <laughs> and he's, he's like, no worries. It together. Like, <laughs> is he, it was, it was he like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, people as poor as you never get to see me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, no, he didn't bite at all. I yeah, think he's, yeah, he he's pretty, uh, he's, he's a bit of a recluse, I think. He's not a big party guy or anything. Right. Well, I think the, like, the mega, mega champions usually aren't party guys. Yeah. The mega like no champions are like in nothing. a chamber of some sort. Yeah, there's too many eyes on them yeah. to um, even ter- try. So, yeah, okay, so you you tried to be like, hey, I'm in Halifax, yeah. and he's like, cool, cool, me too. I'll be right <laughs> beside <laughs> you. I want to look at you. Um, Should have been like, give me your number. I'll text you right yeah. now. You can yeah. Say my number. Just, yeah. So Facebook. Hang for a bit. Um, <laughs> meet me at Pizza Corner. Did he ask you anything? Um, he asked me if I got to keep the equipment. 
that I have. And he was actually asking me questions about where I was staying in Nova Scotia. So I was like, maybe you'll show up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what like you so 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 is he, so it's kind of just like small talky stuff. Small talky stuff. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. like, are you married? No, no, yeah. He was, okay. <laughs> he wasn't getting deep with me. Like, and he, what was he like? Are you, are you a leaf fear, man? man? No, we didn't talk about my uh, my love of the leaves or anything. I so tried to keep it quiet. Like, yeah. Did he did did he know you were a fanatical hockey fan, or did you th- did he think you were like an actor who's also a hockey fan? I don't think he knew anything. I don't, yeah, he yeah. didn't want to know. He just like he didn't care. He eventually <laughs> walked on set, and I was sitting there. Yeah, you know, totally. like, they um. Yeah, they were in like they were off in their own kind of green room by themselves, so we didn't really get to. Is it right, pan- is it handlers? Yeah, there was a security guard there. Did the handler have a gun? Um, I, at least a taser. Or nice. <laughs> That's awesome. So was, was was Crosby like? Honestly, if I get one line wrong, taser me. <laughs> yeah, and he had to do it in French too. Oh Ooh. yeah. Okay, so he's got some skill. Yeah. yeah. Well, he played for Ramuski. Yeah. Last year, so they're all like, yeah, he'll be fine, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that'll be coming out. And cool, I got to sit beside the LeBron of uh, yeah hockey. Um, okay, last question about about Cross before we, we sure. hit, hit up some good sure. basketball stuff. Sorry for everyone who was tuning in for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, was Crosby like a bigger than life personality, or was it kind of like I'm sitting beside a regular Joe? Um, the latter, I think. Yeah. Sitting beside a regular yeah, Joe, yeah, who yeah. has a special skill that's made him super yeah. famous. I think he's pretty, pretty normal. Um, Makes me feel good. Yeah, it doesn't. I like to know that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't feel like he was, you know, trying to be better than anybody. I know? feel like Ovechkin would be like a bigger than personality guy. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like well, well, look Ovechkin at what, could be like, <laughs> let me film. For a bit. <laughs> he's party. They, yeah, like th- those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, thank you very much. I, thank I think you that's it. Guys. That's been yeah, it for the Crosby, uh, the Crosby, Crosby section. Crosby corner. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna move to the goods. We're gonna move to the raps. All right. Okay. I just finished my uh, set of yoga poses, which yeah. is what I always do <laughs> while the music plays. Um, okay. Season's fast approaching. Yes. Now. Alan, what are you thinking as far as the uh, Raptors rotation? And I know that's kind of a big question. Mm. So I'm just going to like make some decisions for you. And if you disagree with them, fair enough. But, you know, we got Lowry, DeRozan, probably brought in Miles to start. Ibaka at the four because you can't play Ibaka at the five too much. So you probably can assume that, you know, Jonas is going to start at the beginning of a season. Mm. Injuries happen. You know, people kind of break out. Lots of things are going to happen to change. You know, we could lose a bunch and change it up. We could win a bunch and change it up. So, but like, just let's just say that at the beginning of the season, this is our starting crew. Who for you, like, what's the rotation that's like, who's first off the bench? Who's second off the bench? And if you had to guess, who's our closing lineup right now? I know it's kind of three questions, but. Yeah. Um, See, that's so interesting. Like, I'm still trying to – I'm blanking on some certain names right now as far as, like, who can be synced. I was like, I'm going to go, like, Corey. But I'm like, yeah, Corey's gone. Right, yeah. So you, so you got DeLon. You also yeah. got Van Vliet. You got Norm. 
Um, yeah, you yeah, got and Anubi who's probably injured till for the first yeah, month or yeah, so, or he, maybe he'll play. He doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like he's majorly in the picture. Bruno is you know around. He's having um, problems off court though, right? He got kicked out of. Yeah, yeah. We should touch on that actually. Yeah. Um, actually, let's go there like b- before we hit this rotation thing. How big of a deal is it that uh, Bruno was kind of playing okay and then he got kicked off the Brazilian team? Like, you you played some pretty serious basketball. Yeah. How big is it to – or how important is it that someone was, like, disobedient? Well, I think, once or again – poor behavior. He's a young kid. He's playing in the NBA, and then he goes and plays international basketball. I don't think NBA players take international basketball as seriously as the world does. Yeah. And so maybe that's a factor. And he's a young kid. He's rich. He's he's out there having fun. He's probably going to do something, you know, a little stupid. So yeah. I don't think it's that much of a concern. I so think you're it's, like growing pains, whatever. Yeah. I think it's definitely an eye-opening moment for himself. I think his personal growth in his journey, he's going to look at this and be like, okay, yeah, I kind of messed up. He like ended up pretty huge with his mm-hmm. apology. Yeah. Which to me was kind of like, it was not like a half-assed apology. It was like, I accept. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, Because sometimes players are like, sorry, <laughs> whoops. But he was very much like, yeah. I'm deeply sorry i've embarrassed my like country <laughs> like it seemed like actually over the top for apologies yeah. but like it also seemed based on like how brazil you know or how yeah how serious these countries kind of take their international oh, yeah. squads it seemed like appropriate for that yeah and i think i think that's what he did he laid his arm in front of the court whatever and he he got the the punishment that he deserved and i think i don't know hopefully he takes it seriously when it comes to the nba i think yeah. i think he's been so far removed from the actual NBA court. Totally. He's been playing a lot of D-League, you know. Hopefully, th- is this the four years away from this being two years away? This is the fourth year. So this is it. So, so this, this is, is the year when he's, wait, wait, two years away from being, being two, two years, years away. away. So I guess he's still technically one year away. Is that, so? The, but isn't this the year away? This is the year away. Oh, okay, yeah. so he's arrived is what we're trying to so, say. So, well, I think like the deadline for his arrival. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's past the, two. He's the, no, no, he's not past, past two yet. Two. The deadline for his arrival is... I guess next training camp. Okay. Yeah. Like if next training camp he's not like a rotation player mm-hmm. or like like you know, not some player who people have question marks about. Like like the way we're talking about like, you know, Delon now, Delon's like Delon has arrived at least as like a guy who we expect to play some backup. Yeah. Minutes. I think he's where no, Norm McDonald Norm was. What's that? I think he's where Norm was like a couple years ago. Yeah. And Norm is I think Leaps in, yeah, head, no, yeah, head and yeah. Norm, Norm's arrived. Yeah, like, Norm's yeah. like a core part of our team. Yeah, like he's he's our. I think he's like our. You know, he's our sixth man. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy for Norm actually. But um, yeah. So so yeah, we we touched on the Bruno thing. So like as far as rotation, like let me let me put it this way. What's our best lineup? So if you're like. I think the let's forget about the like you know comparing to the Warriors, which is what everyone does. But like to win most of our games, is Jonas and Ibaka going to be out there? Is Miles going to be out there? I don't think Ibaka or uh, Jonas is going to be out there. Yeah, and especially the way Casey coaches, I think it's probably going to be Lowry, Norm, uh, DeRozan, Miles, and Ibaka. I think you're going to see that lineup uh, with with no injury. You're going to see that lineup a lot more, especially fourth quarter. I think so too. Like, I feel like. Casey loves his two guard lineups. Yeah. But I don't see who that Corey is right away. Mm. So I, I, I feel like DeLon or Van Vliet or someone would really have to, I don't know, either like shoot the lights out or do some really, really special things throughout the season. 
to take that closing spot from Norm. Yeah, I think it's you know, it's, it's his. Been, I think it's yeah, completely his. He's proven himself within playoff minutes, yeah. guarding the best player on the other team, and then exploding for like seven or nine points totally. within like a, a like a three minutes. What was it like? He didn't miss a three in the Milwaukee series. Yeah, he's just going nuts. And you know, he had that big steal and dunk in the Indiana. Oh like, yeah, game that was five. beautiful. Like, dude has saved our asses in the playoffs yeah. two years in a row. I think he's earned that like twenty five minutes a game. And you know, I've heard some buzz about Miles. You know, should, like should Miles start or whatever? But it's like we brought him in to be the starter. Yeah. He's a six seven or six six three who, you know, volume wise was like top five, um, like a top five like percentage like you know with a certain volume, uh, top five like three point shooter in the NBA last year as far as like what he's one of those guys who parks it yeah in yeah. the corner and just drains threes yeah we don't, so we don't have that many now because like we got rid of we don't have any do you know yeah. anything about the new guys they brought in that were very quiet like alfonso mckinney or uh, i know kj mcdaniels is like a, a athletic freak yeah like yeah I, I, and like it, kj mcdaniels is interesting to me because i was super excited when we brought him in I, he's a mm-hmm. guy i've kind of like been interested in for a couple yeah. years like he played really well in philly then he didn't really get to play in houston mm-hmm. and then he went to brooklyn and got to play a little bit but didn't do much and brooklyn's so bad so that's like hard to figure out. Yeah, he's um, always that player I fill out a two K roster spot with. I'm like, you know what I need? I need a little KJ McDaniel's right here. Yeah, he's like guy. he's he's got that like he's you got know. that Joey Graham thing going on where like you look at him and you're like, man, this guy's like six seven six eight, super bouncy, yeah. can kind of shoot, can kind of play defense. Looks like he's like, he'd be perfect for our team. He's yeah. like old school but, Gerald Green. Yeah, Something yeah. Like so I think the 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 backup small forward position. It's going to be a fun one this year for the Raps mm-hmm. because it's like you got OG who's like also looks like that, but he's a rookie coming off a big injury. You got Bruno who's this like massive experiment. McKinney, I don't know too much about. Is he yeah. a point guard? I, I'm, I'm. He's a yeah guard forward. What is he? Six five? <laughs> six six. Six six. Six six. Okay, yeah. So Let's I honestly no, you're Raptors. I, I, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like he's, but I feel like McKinney is one of those guys who's brought in to be a two way D league guy. Mm. Like he's one of these two way contract guys. So I feel like uh, you know he'd really have to kind of show out in training camp to like to to mess with to be in rotation mm. um, area, but. Who knows? Maybe. Um, we still got Nogueira, right? We still got Nogueira. Yeah. yeah. He's interesting, Miller? too, because yeah. he's on his... What's that? Malcolm Miller. Do you know who he is? Malcolm Miller? No idea. Folks, <laughs> sorry. I know this is like a Raptors podcast. 6'7". I, I do not know Malcolm Miller. seems to be a theme of just getting a bunch of 6'6", six, 6'7", six, <laughs> yeah. six, guys. You know what? Since we're doing this, who else is there? <laughs> I know who Yac- else do- Jacob Pertle. K- Kennedy Meeks. Kennedy Meeks. That doesn't even sound like an NBA player. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. bro. Pick yeah. a new sport. Pick a new sport. Yeah. Kennedy Meeks. No. Kyle yeah. Wilshire. Kyle Wilshire. Like heard of. Don't know too well as well. I think. I think there's a lot. I think since we expanded the roster to 17, yeah. we're gonna have like three or four guys mm-hmm. who are like, you know, fluctuate between that like 16 and 17 spot to the like the, you know, our D league guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of time to see these guys. Like, if if, if any one of these guys even play, um, in like our our um our what's it called our training camp and uh, preseason games, yeah. then 
I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take them a bit more seriously. I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy we we reloaded on certain aspects because, like, that's what you need, especially yeah. in an Eastern Conference that's like so ever changing. But I think the strength to the Raptors and the past couple of years wasn't necessarily our starters; it was our bench. The fact that oh, we totally. had a cohesive bench that did not lose the pace of the game. We kept going. We yeah. hit them in the mouth in the second quarter, and we just like expanded leads. We gained, we you know, whatever we needed to do, we did on the bench, and that's the one thing for sure. So hopefully, it's been our Kyle Lowry bench, uh, mm. ben, like our Kyle, our, our Kyle Lowry plus bench lineups that yeah. have really like made us like special. And I think the fact that rotations trimmed down, and you know, a bunch of other reasons were too easy to game plan for, etc. That's what's hurt us in the playoffs, but in the regular season, as far as like. Having that, like, you know, guys like Corey um, and Patterson, these, like, really, yeah. really, like, competent, talented yeah, they, vets. They bring and, their hard hats. They come in, they yeah. do the work, and they, and they you know. That's yeah, so, so this year I think uh, – I'm excited because I feel like Masai has kind of tied Casey's hands as far as um, making him play some rookies. Mm-hmm. He's like – Look! Look at look at your vets. There yeah. are none. Yeah. All of your vets are in the starting lineup, and you don't have any other vets after that. So let's see what you can do with this I young. I think like we need to sign somebody. Yeah, yeah, and who knows? We maybe maybe we'll we will mid season because yeah, Lowry's um, the oldest player, right? And he's like what thirty. Yeah. Lowry is, uh, I think he's turning 31. 31, yeah. Yeah. And that's the oldest player on the team. We need somebody who's like young blood, say things yeah. like this, you know? Some old shooter. Yeah, just like, yeah. I, I get here and I've been playing 17 years. I bounce around the league. I know how to play. Like someone like that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly. Vince Carter. I was, <laughs> was kind of broken. I was kind of broken that we didn't resign Tucker. Like, especially we offered him $31 million and he took 32. Oh really? To play with Houston, yeah. So that was rough for us, I think, because he'd be or, like, uh, not Houston. Um, isn't he? He's in. Uh, no, he's playing with Houston. And Chris Paul. Pat Pat. No, uh, no. Oh, sorry, Patrick Patterson. Pat is on uh, Thunder. So, that was all yeah, bad Thunder. blood. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Patterson, like we didn't even offer him a contract. The contract he got was bad. Oh, sorry, Tucker. for him. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, Patterson. Everyone's curious about because he's like yeah. such a good fit for so many teams as like an eighth or a seventh man. Yeah. And he didn't get much money at all. No. And he, yeah, like something happened with him. I I don't know. He's injured now, right? He's injured. I think there's something about him that that we don't know. I feel like, Mm. I I don't know. I I mean, I'm maybe I'm getting conspiracy theory here, but like he's a stretch four who's really good at switchy defense who, you know, over, over the course of a year has a good percentage, even though like, you know, a month at a time, he might be bad, but like, you know, (laughs) as far as analytics go, he he can stretch a four and shoot the three and do so many of the things that you want in the modern NBA. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't offer an, uh, offer him anything. Uh, the seems like he couldn't get much in the, uh, in free agency and OKC got him on like a steal, but yeah, Patterson, I'm unsure of. Tucker, I feel like yeah. we lost out. Yeah. Because yeah. we offered Tucker a good amount of money, and he was like, no, I want to play with Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little surprised he didn't come back, to be honest. I thought he felt right at home. Because he was like already taking the leadership yeah. right, right off. Yeah, the me too. I was like, and, okay, yeah. and we and he was challenged getting in DeRozan's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we yeah. drafted him, and he'd have a big role here. He'd get money. Yeah, like to um, be, I thought Abaka would leave before Tucker. Me too. Would leave. I was like, Abaka might not come back. Like, yeah, Tucker's here, but like Abaka might not come yeah. back. That's the other totally. way around. So, well, I think m- maybe that has something to fact. Uh, like, and we can touch on the Lakers tampering thing and lo- later on if you want. But um, uh, I think that has something to do with. When we traded for Ibaka, I think the deal was made then. Mm. I think it was like, 
We got a, our Baca from Orlando, and Masai was like, listen, will he be reasonable if we get him? Will he resign with us? And his agent was like, yeah. Because uh-huh. his agent's also Kyle Lowry's agent. Whereas with Tucker, I don't think we even talked to his agent. Really? I think it was like, we need this guy. Let's give the Suns a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. They're just tanking. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take Tucker. And Tucker was like, happy to be here. Going to make your team good. But then in the offseason, he was like, Houston's better than you guys. See ya. <laughs> yeah. um, Opportunity to play with like two Hall of Famers. Totally. And be yeah. a glue guy there. And yeah. Houston and Dan Tony and Houston, to me anyways, looks like they're like the second best team in the NBA. Um, but you know, if we, we can debate yeah. that later. If you called James Harden a Hall of Famer and I meant it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think James Harden is fantastic. I think yeah. James Harden like it's hard to say that like an MVP candidate's underrated, but I think he's like kind of underrated in some yeah. aspects. Um, okay, yeah. so we did just some more Raptors stuff here. Um, pick one breakout candidate from the Raptors, and 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 by that I mean, um, from what you've seen from them, they're going to show you something like more and new. Um, uh, Nogueira. Nagara. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think he's probably going to be the saving grace for the Raptors. I think he's going to become. That's an interesting pick. Yeah. Well, because he's been, he's like he's like our third center. Yeah, but do you see like the incline of like how much better he is with his hands now, and he knows where to where to respond on the pick and roll, and like he's 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 he's, he's interesting to me because he showed a lot of like really really good stuff, but I, it seems like he just can't crack Casey's depth chart. Mm-hmm. So you think he's going to show us something? Like I mean, he's on a rookie, or he's on a uh, like he's on a contract year. Yeah. So he definitely fits that mold. He's skinny. He's tall as hell. Yeah. He's a wicked shot blocker. And he's getting way more confident as the years go by. Like, yeah. He's so yeah. confident. Confidence is key in that position. And I, I think, like that. Yeah, I think so. I like that pick. Yeah. Um, for me, I wanted to. Okay. Follow me here. I wanted to say Delon mm-hmm. because I think Delon's gonna get that opportunity. He's six five. He's, you know, looks like he's a really good defender and a really good passer. And, you know, it's going to give the, the going to give the Raptors, it seems like the Raptors brass is high on him. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like we're going to see some stuff from Van Vliet because I see, I, I have this feeling with Van Vliet. I'm okay. For this, for this question, when I was writing it down, I was thinking either Siakam or Van Vliet. But I think Siakam, we've seen what he can do when he plays well like in the D league and stuff. And I think like the next two years for him are going to be like being a, a decent rotation player, yeah. which will be awesome. Cause he's like a late first round pick. But I think Van Vliet, the reason he, I feel like he's going to surprise a lot of people is because I think he's going to make, he's going to make it a legit battle for the backup point guard. I think mm. Delon has the ticket like, or has the keys kind of thing. But I think Van Vliet is such a good shooter that he's going to be so valuable for our team. And he's going to, not suck in other areas that we're going to be forced to play him a bit. I, my thing with Van Fleet, but he I, is small and all he, that. He, I think he's really good. Got a high motor, and he probably works harder than everybody on the Raptors. Yeah, but I just think he's been cursed by his like size and frame. Totally, that he can't. I mean, that's, you can't keep him out there for too long. Because I think, like, I look at his arms, and sometimes I'm like, man, you got like no reach. Like, I don't he see- he definitely looks like someone who. Is like a college. Yeah, it looks like, like I played against him. Like I feel like yeah, I played yeah, against yeah, this guy sure. before. I'm like, okay, he's bur- he's burning me. Don't get me wrong, oh, he's murdering no, me. No, totally. But, but like, <laughs> it's just I guess I watched I watched some summer league, and I guess like maybe I could have fallen victim to like the classic like don't pay attention to summer league. Hmm. But he just was like 
playing as if he like had some summer league MVP. Yeah, I think that's the motor. He was like murdering people. Yeah, he's got the motor. Like, he's got the motor. He, like you, you're, you're. He'll guard you ninety four feet from like as soon as inbound. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, this is serious. Like he'll do that stuff. Yeah, but I just think he's just limited to or limited. <laughs> New word. Yeah. Uh, limited Whatever. to. <laughs> We're making some shit up here. <laughs> Limitastically, he's yeah. brought down to uh, the sizable <laughs> announcement. No, um, but it's one of the whole tangent. I was gonna let you go, man. <laughs> I was like, please finish the limerick, sir. Oh man, I don't. Sometimes I start a sentence, I don't know where it's gonna end. I just, you know, I try yeah, to stick no. the landing, and then hope for the best. Just smile yeah. to the judges, all right? All right, stuck the landing. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think he can. I just don't think he personally. Like, I don't think there's anything knocked to him. Yeah, I think he can. He can be an offensive. Um, shot of just adrenaline. I think that's definitely something he can do. Well, th- that's what I think he's going to give us. Like, yeah. I, I honestly feel like, but more than twice. Like, I don't well, think it's more than two subs in. I feel like what's going to happen is like maybe 15, 20 games in, or ten games in, or whatever. We're going to have some game where Delon's not feeling it, hmm. and and Delon will have been pretty good up to this point. But I think Van Vliet's going to come in and hit a bunch of threes. Yeah, and then I think maybe a week later, Casey's going to try it again, and I feel like Van Vliet's going to keep doing it. I don't know why. I, I just, I guess I'm just betting on his like will <laughs> and his shooting, and and I also yeah. feel like, you know, I like uh, th- this is kind of me moving on to my, uh, my 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 next subject here with the raps. But I feel like Lowry's not gonna play an 82 game season, so I think yeah. we're gonna have periods where Van Fleet is our backup point guard and Dolan is our starting point guard. So That's I think I know, which is kind of crazy to think about, but I feel like. Van Vliet is going to get some time. Yeah, like This is the but first we'll we'll year see. where we don't have that six man who is the point guard. Like It was Grievous Vasquez yeah, before. Totally. And it was Corey. And now we just don't have, like, you know, they have to, yeah. we, we don't know who it is. Yeah, there's lots of battles. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, with that said, um, so this year is like, it was weird kind of non-pressure year for the Raptors. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about Boston and Cleveland. You know, nobody's talking about Washington or Toronto, um, but Washington and Toronto are in a similar place, kind of, where they have a, like, they're, no one's really focusing on their bench. I think we have a much better bench than, than Washington, but I think that it's like us being in the playoffs is a given. Yeah. More than most years, because the East is in this weird kind of, like, extra shitty period of its <laughs> existence. <laughs> but... um well, yeah, like, so we're kind of developing young guys. We're shooing for the playoffs. We have some guys on on a big contracts. Maybe there's a Jonas trade hanging over. What do you think? I, I think okay, like success for us is probably going to the conference finals, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you know, semi success is like winning another series. Um, but what do you think is the biggest factor for us going to the conference finals, or you know? Bless us beyond that. Um, consistency. Um, I don't like it's when you don't have a like bench, consistency in game plan. Yeah, like or just or game, like just health or like well, just generally. I just think it, health is one thing because you're talking about Lowry going stepping in because for sure I don't think he's going to play 82 games. That's yeah, just, that's just that's well, he hasn't like even in his best years he hasn't. Yeah, and he's and he older. plays a, like a rough game. Yeah, and he's getting older and he's losing weight and it's all these different factors going on with that. So there's that. There's also the fact that we don't have the same bench from before. So it's going to be hard to kind of keep the momentum up every single game. And maybe there's going to be a week where we do really well. But then there's probably going to be like two weeks where we're just like, no, we're not doing well. And it's something that we need to figure out 
while other teams are figuring out too, because I think Boston's going to have that trouble to figure it out. Yeah, and I I think the Cavs are definitely going to have to readjust. So it's it's all these different factors. Totally, so we have to kind of figure out consistency first, and then we have consistency. I think we can actually grow upon that. Yeah, I'm pumped. I, I think it's going to be a fun year. Where if you're like a hardcore Raptors fan, you're like, I get to see Bruno, OG has short shorts, um, <laughs> uh, Van Fleet uh, isn't going to crack the rotation, or or, or whatever, or or Pirtle is like. Is the is the uh, next man up over over JV or maybe he isn't because Nagara's you know trying to exist in this league. He's I, a hard worker. Whatever. I hate Pirtle so much. Um, <laughs> oh, you're you a Pirtle hater? I hate Pirtle. Okay, well let's let, let's <sighs> elaborate on. Uh, for me, I'm like looks good, looks like fast. He doesn't look special, his but hands, he looks all right. His hands have like butter on them. Every time they yeah. put the ball down low to the boy, he just drops it, and then he's just like, buddy, keep it high. Keep it high. Hold on to it. Yeah. Put it up. You get a rebound. Don't put it back up. I Kick love right that out. we have like three different centers. Yeah. Isn't that so yeah. weird? We're like, 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 the NBA is in this weird place for like centers, like yeah, in general, be. but I feel like the Raptors particularly, we have like a, like a scoring, bruising, rebounding center. We have like this rookie kind of like banger who can kind of like like Perto seems more new NBA to me in more than the other guys, but but what I mean by that is that he's kind of like big and fast, but won't factor into like the offense that much. I, I, Whereas the other guys seems like they could factor in the offense. Like but Baby's a wicked passer. Mm-hmm. Um I think and I think a wicked Pirtle is more of an old school center. I think he's more of an ode to that. And like Jonas, who can put the ball down on two dribbles, is like well, kind of a keen. But at the same time, I think he's more of a, a new school center who's got that range. You know, Jonas. Yeah, I think Jonas. Well, y- the Jonas three watch. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> I, I uh, and uh, a Facebook a Facebook group. Uh, give me some Raptors. Uh, you know, we're always talking about everything, all all things Raptors, everything Raptors. Um, and who's on three watch this year? Is uh, okay. Here's who it is for me. Um, Norm Powell mm. and, and like Norm Powell's been okay, but I mean like taking that for me, three watches, like, can this person become a spacer? Which means that other teams think that, you know, oh shit, I can't just leave this guy for three. I can't, I can't. Norman Powell's three. He jumps way too high for me to to think that it's always going in. His form's not great. Yeah, it's um, he jumps so high and it's like a pass to the rim. Kind of, yeah. Like, and he it's wasn't like, he wasn't great in college, and his first year was good. The last year wasn't great, but then he had the Buck series where he like yeah. missed a three. So it's like so. I think Norm for me is on three watch. Like, can he make that jump? Apparently, Jonas is going to shoot some threes. So mm. Jonas is on three. I want watch. DeRozan. I want no, DeRozan. I, I was going to say, because like, like every year, obviously, DeRozan's going to add the three. DeRozan's going to mm. add the three. But guess what? Other guys have. Mm. Lowry did. Pierce did. Jason Kidd did. And if you think about DeRozan's pure form and ability and work ethic, he could for sure add the three, mm-hmm. especially with him being like more of a playmaker. Yeah. Um, but like I was gonna say, I think the most important thing for the Raptors' success is minute management, and uh, that's basically all about Lowry for me. Yeah. Because I think if we have a healthy Lowry coming in the playoffs, everything changes for us. And I think that he, as he gets older, if Casey doesn't, if Casey like acts like Thibodeau, then we're just gonna be beaten up because mm. we're thinner than we've ever been. Yeah. You know, we don't have Corey. Like, if Lowry's out for 20 games, we're going to have DeLon as our starting point guard for 20 games. You don't think Norman will start a point? Maybe. 
Maybe, yeah. but I don't think so. I, I, I actually, Norm kind of he does have the handles. Yeah, but I don't think Norm has the like playmaking ability. I think I've seen him to like run, pick and roll. I actually think honestly, we'd bring the ball up over half and give it to DeRozan. Yeah, realistically, and just start the opposite but, there. Yeah. But like, I think what would what what would hurt us so much if Lowry's out for that period of time is shooting. Like mm-hmm. he's our he was fourth best three point shooter in the NBA last year. He was yeah. tied with Clay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So uh, just before we move on for the Raptors. Uh, well, we're always like it's always involving the Raptors, obviously. <laughs> um, I just heard Masai commented on Vince, and Vince had this big documentary coming out in in TIFF. Is it in TIFF? Yeah, that's where it happened. Yeah. So um, we should we, we really got to bring on Katie uh, Heindel, who uh, uh, is in the is in the Raptors group. She got to interview the director um, for this uh, for this doc, but. Um, in the meantime, before we, before we get her on, uh, hopefully we get her on. Um, what's your feelings on Vince? Like, I, I don't know if we've talked about that. Like, like mm. I was Vince is like some something that Tomorrow everyone night. needs to answer for on the podcast. Yeah, everyone's got to be like, like I, uh, the listeners of the podcast know that I think I respect Vince. I actually love Vince, mm-hmm. but I don't want his jersey retired because I I kind of have this idea that it's supposed to be this like lifer who brings us success, not notoriety. See, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, but I know it's it's a fine line. Like yeah. for me, I just I guess I if DeRozan got his jersey hung first, then be I'd be okay. With I'd be that? okay, with oh, okay. It. No, I I love Vince. I love yeah, are Vince. you like hang his jersey? Like, yeah. what am I talking? You're an yeah. idiot. Yeah. yeah, I love him. Yeah. I, I remember I would get in like not fights, but I'd like give people stern lookings when they booed him. I'm like, what the? Hell? See, I'm not a booer. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I like the like Vince made me a Raptors. He, yeah, he like he, he made me. He was, uh, sorry, I was like obviously a basketball fan, but he made me a hardcore Raptors fan. Mm-hmm. So like and basketball fan. So he's yeah, he's the flagship of the the Raptors. He he took us out of nothing and put. We could have been Vancouver guys. We had Vince Carter. Sharif Abdul Rahim didn't do anything for Vancouver. Yeah. Like we, like Mike maybe didn't do anything for Vancouver. Here's my argument for that though. Like, like or as far as the Vancouver thing, because that's a really interesting thing. Like ownership's always where it's at, and like mm-hmm. I think Vancouver's ownership just like dropped the ball. Oh it's yeah, like they they had good attendance. Yeah. Vancouver, like it's not like people stopped coming to the games, but yeah, I know what you mean like but I it, think the relevancy of the that. relevancy yeah, and like, owners when, like will like you know take off if, Brian if the Reeves team is bad is for too long. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian Reeves, yeah, big country, big country, yeah, um, fan of the show, Mike Bibby, yeah, Mike Bibby, he was there, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, I think I think Vince should probably get his jersey up there for what he did for the Raptors and everything. I just I know he left in a bit of a funk, but you know what? You look at those, but it's not jerseys, a bit but, of a funk. But here, no, but that's the thing. It's a funk. Look what happened <laughs> for the the trade that happened. That was not Vince's fault. We want totally. It was the the management and like like you get Alonzo Morning who's not gonna come. And there's I, a whole yeah. thing about Vince the day before the trade. Uh, went to like Grunwald or whatever and was like, I'm so sorry. I asked for a trade. I never want to leave. Please let me stay. All that kind of stuff. And they and still. Grunwald was like, it's already happening, man. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like uh, for me, it's not about blaming Vince. I think Vince had a lot of, you know, he's a bit petulant or whatever, but our media was also annoying. Yeah. And, and I feel like we weren't doing the best job of building around him. We weren't a smart franchise. No. We Our trade for him was awful, like you said. Yeah. Like, and that's all Grunwald and, yeah. and, and stuff. Aaron and Eric and, Williams, the brothers. Yeah, Aaron and Eric Williams, <laughs> a, a pick that ended up being Charlie V. And um, 
you know, uh, morning. morning who never showed showed up. So, yeah. but but I I think for me it's like that the stain that left on the franchise yeah. is equal to the relevancy that he brought our franchise. Yeah, and the Raptors exist in both places at the same time. Like when we re-signed DeRozan, it was like oh my god, we it's like the it's like the Vince curse was broken. It's yeah. like Vince was so good. Yeah, that he also cursed us. And yeah. even though it's not like he wasn't like I curse you, yeah, it just like his, happened. His absence left so totally. Much, yeah. It's just a thing that happened. So that's why for me it's such a it's just yeah maybe that like maybe since the curse was broken, that's enough reason to like hang. I guess for me the perfect world for Vince is that he's like he becomes Matt Devlin. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Vince is like game. our guy, and like yeah. everyone's like Vince. Like, oh, like why is he our commentator? Like, well, he was like he brought yeah, our yeah. franchise to relevancy, and Some like Mark Jackson now stuff. calls Toronto home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but like for me, the DeRozan prove him is just it's too much for me. Which which uh, um, is kind of a convenient. Uh, yeah, but I think Vince. One thing too is that he meant so much for Canadian basketball. Totally. Like, like would Wiggins exist without no, Vince? No, Tristan Thompson, all those yeah, guys would not exactly. exist. Like, he was the biggest inspiration yeah. for all of us growing up. Like, we totally. all had Vince Carter shirts. We had, like, the Nike shocks. Remember the ones? Like, yeah. We, he was everything I had the Vince Sanity poster where it shows how high he's jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had like, in my bedroom. Yeah. And oh. not just Canadians. Like, look, like, LeBron's involved with this documentary because like, he was a big Vince fan when mm-hmm. he was a kid. Oh, everyone was. K- yeah. KD was a big Vince fan. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, everyone was, like, Vince was cool and like Mm -hmm. i think like because it wasn't just talent because we had man we had mighty mouse who was rookie Mm -hmm. of the year he was a fantastic put him up but um, put him up up. um eventually (laughs) eventually not until like bosh is up there (laughs) but but like but but, clark (laughs) it's all these guys who like left toronto and it's like it's just tough for me because it's kind of like if you've done more seasons outside of our franchise than you have with our franchise, mm. it's tough. But anyways, yeah. So I, th- I think that will that we'll have that we'll have this conversation forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what we what we do got to do is move on to uh, some NBA stuff. We don't got a lot, but we, we we got some good stuff. Matt, would you hit? Give me some uh, yoga stretches here. Mm. Doing a bit of a downward dog. <laughs> Doing the uh, perching uh, lemur. Perching lemur. That's my favorite. Um, <laughs> And the uh, um, distrustful the owl. riveting frog. No distrustful <laughs> owl. Yeah, yeah. It's like who? Yeah. Uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> That's a nice dad joke. Yeah. Stuff in there. <laughs> Distrusting owl. Uh, who? Uh, <laughs> That's going on stage with me now. Yeah, baby. All across um, Canada, Ontario. Uh, okay, so. Um, I know I said we're done with the Raptors talk, but everything's about the Raptors, okay? Yeah. Um, so the SI Top 100 came out. They have yet to reveal, uh, as far as when I just recently checked, the top 10. But we could kind of surmise who those people would be. But uh, before we do that, um, this is like the annual chip on Raptors fans and DeRozan's shoulders. <laughs> and this is like, you know, this ties into everything. This ties into like Raptors ethos because, you know, we don't get the Christmas Day game. We're overlooked. Uh, we never, we, we get uh, underpredicted for wins, all this kind of stuff. And here it is. Just, it's like a, it's like a clockwork thing. DeRozan is ranked 39. Yeah, was it 36? 36. 36. Oh, sorry. Uh, something else just came out that ranked him. No, something else just came out that ranked him 30, which had, I think maybe it was NBA.com or, or no, it was ESPN. 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 But let's talk about the Sports Illustrated Top 100. Um, 
He was 36. There's a bunch of players over him. I'm going to pull that up right now. But what's your what's your initial reaction? Are you like, yes, this is great. This is going to motivate DeRozan again. Are you like, honestly, what the fuck? It's disrespectful. It's yeah. 100% disrespectful. And a lot of this stuff is just made to make clicks, you know, just to get people riled up. Yeah. Like, you see where Carmelo is? Carmelo was, like, way up in yeah. the 60s <laughs> under, like, Lonzo Ball, who hasn't played the NBA yet. But we're saying... Carmelo's Lon- kind of another guy that, because of his inefficiency and because we're in the analytics era, mm. I feel like gets, like, bumped back 10, 15, 20 spots worse than he's supposed yeah. to be. I'm not, I'm not saying DeRozan's bumped back that many spots. Yeah. Because I think... Well, anyways, well, 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 well I'm going to go over some players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go over some players who are... Um, so an SI's list, Carmelo's actually 37. He's right after oh. DeMar. But um, let's, okay. fo- let's focus on DeMar. That. I'm going to go through, go through some players who are ahead of DeMar that... Um, and, you know, we'll, 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 we'll just say... Um, We'll just say like maybe out of no, I'm I'm trying to think of a rating system on the spot. Just say, how about this? Yay, like as in this person is better than him. Mm-hmm. Nay or cray. Okay. Oh, is that uh, fun? Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. make that up right now. <laughs> um okay, here we go. So uh Damar is 36. Chris Middleton is uh 35. Nay. 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 I'm gonna say cray. Cray. I'm gonna say mm. um, not only is Middleton not better than DeRozan, it's it's rather insane to mm. have him uh, above DeRozan. Like, I actually think Chris Middleton is like is one of those like wicked pieces. He's like what we wanted Damari Carroll to be. Yeah, he's like you know he's just one of these like three and D guys. He's like a Crowder. He's like really awesome. He's mm. like a really good fifth man on your roster. He's not like a guy who can like put up volume buckets. Like, I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy to have him over DeRozan. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we got uh, Hassan Whiteside. <sighs> yay. You know what? Yeah. I'm also going to say yay. Yeah. I think he's better than DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he's one of those people that a lot of the league hates because, like, also because some analytic stuff. But I think he's just, like... What he brings to the table is a bit more special and it's a bit more raw and it's a bit more game changing, yeah. I think. Just because if you have a center who's that mobile and can do that many things on the court and on the defensive side, yeah. it's, it's funny it's how irrepl- they, it's irreplaceable. A year, a couple of years ago, he was nothing. Like I remember him and was it Dexter Portman? Were like both these big guys who just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for these guys. And then they did nothing in the league. What's the guy's name? Dexter, I think Dexter Portman, the guy from Kentucky. Dexter Pittman? Pittman? Pittman. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Pittman. Yeah, him and him, they both came in the league, and I was just like, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. Remember Dexter Pittman? Someone did something to LeBron, and he just went like bonkers for Miami, and he like attacked them. <laughs> That's what you it need. It was not to, That's what he you dropped need. a huge elbow, and to, to see like a 6'10 man, uh, uh, I said that weird, 16. <laughs> um, 16. Uh, like a 6'10 man, like drop like a hammer elbow on someone like that. It's like, hey, this if, is frightening. You're 15th on the, on the, on the roster list. That's your job. Yeah. Right? You protect your stars, all right? Yeah. LeBron probably just like gave him a little tap. Do it. Um, <laughs> you know, so so how about we do this? If we get like four or five yays in a row, we'll be like, okay, that's appropriate for tomorrow. Um, <laughs> next up. Chris Taps Porzingis is at uh, 33. DeMar's nay, at 36. Nay, 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 so nay, you're a nay, not cray. Yeah, no. Um, well, I am a... Cray or nay? I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a nay, but it's like nowhere near cray. It's like I think DeMar 
is more valuable than Chris Tapps on the court for your team this year. Barely though, because I think Chris Tapps has those like those major potential stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think he still needs to hit some of those. Sometimes like analytics and like I feel like, and I actually love analytics. It's funny I keep being like analytics, but <laughs> but no. But I mean like sometimes we get carried away on a player's potential and like put it this way: if if a, if like if you had to make a hundred dollar bet on who's going to have a better year this year. I'd go DeMar over Chris Stapps. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, Melo might leave Chris Stapps if he's the number one guy in your team. I don't think he defense can. Defense is going to shut him down. Yeah. Um, but I think he does, ha- he has that potential to be defense and offense I, type of he, thing. Here's something about Chris. I don't think he's ever going to be the one. He's going to be two, three the rest of his life. I don't, yeah. And, and it's two, hard for a big man to be the one. Yeah. And two, someone's going to feed them the ball on a bad team. Like, I don't think he can be yeah. on a, a, an efficient winning team being the, the, the second option. It's just not possible. Okay, next up. At 32, Bradley Beal. Nay. 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 Um, I'm, I, I feel like I'm agreeing with you a bit too much, but I'm also a nay. Um, I'm similar to Chris Tapps because I think the potential's there. I had Bradley Beal in fantasy, and he's like, he has the potential to be a top five to seven, like, three-point shooter in the NBA who, mm-hmm. like, scores, like, 20 points a game. But that's still... People forget about what DeMar is. Yeah. DeMar is like, give me the ball every possession, which I know is also a bad thing, but, like, he still is like, people can't stop me. Yeah, you can't... People can't yeah. stop me. I was like... Like, well, what is he in the last three years? He's, like, scored the six most points in the NBA. Mm. Like, this... And it's it's not just this year. And he's not out of his prime. Anyways. And um, didn't Durant just say that he has the best footwork in the league? And he's yes. watching him right yeah. now? Yeah, Durant just said he studies DeRozan's footwork. <laughs> oh, and also, I don't think DeRozan's done getting better. That's where a lot of my yeah. stuff yeah. comes in. Okay, next person, we have LaMarcus Aldridge, 31. Oh, Cray. I say Cray as well. Cray. Like, that dude fell off a cliff last yeah. year. The Spurs don't want him. He can't do, like, I don't think he's done by any means. I think, like, we, we're too quick with that kind of stuff. But I think like 31 like I, I don't know man like like i'm sure si is much smarter than me no but if i had to if i had to like <laughs> arbitrarily rank lamarcus aldridge i'd put him around 70 yeah i'm serious 50 50 I, 60 56 yeah like maybe. like a, a lot of players yeah basically every single player we've named so far is i think easily better than here's aldridge. the thing he hasn't got he doesn't bring that much to the he's table getting de- worse he's, he's bring, getting worse like, like if this was the year where he was like really balling out there maybe and getting like what 25 and 10 then maybe there could be a conversation I, like, and i would still say nay that was two years ago yeah. with portland and we saw him last year i mean m- maybe maybe they're just like he had a really big down year I don't know. Listen, if you um, can't make it in the Spurs, where can you make it? That's what I'm trying to say. If, if you know you what? There's something to that. So, <laughs> okay, number 30, we have Al Horford, Celtics. Cray. Motherfucker. I am such agreeance right now. Also, Cray. Okay, <laughs> very similar to. Okay, he's obviously uh, he's similar to Aldridge in that, or in, in, in this, in, in, in what we're talking about, because he's not bringing, he's like. Yes, he's criminally underrated. Yes, he does literally. He's like the ultimate Patrick Patterson, where he mm. just does every single thing perfect, nothing great. He had so many games in the playoffs where he got seven or eight points. And I know he's hedging on every screen. He's altering shots. He's making smart passes. But it's like this guy is at best right now and this season the fourth best player on a championship team. Mm. Yeah. DeRozan is better than that. DeRozan, I think, if I had to pick right now, 
could be the second or third best player in a championship team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. depends on who that, who the other first and second players are or whatever. But I don't think Horford is anywhere near being the second best player. Yeah. Like, put it this way. On his team right now, he is, um, you know, the third best player. And I don't think that team can, could sniff a championship. Yes, mm-hmm. I said that. I criticize <laughs> the Celtics all the time. <laughs> um, okay, next up we got Kemba Walker, 29. Cray. I'm going to say nay. I think DeRozan is no. better than him right now, but I've been waiting for the Kemba season to end all Kemba seasons for a while. Yeah. And I think he I think he has still some big ass potential. I I so, was I was Kemba from the beginning. I'm like Kemba, Kemba. I was like the rep. But you think DeRozan's still like way way better yeah, than Yeah. Yeah. If I'm starting a team right now and you have an option between Kemba Walker and DeMar DeRozan. And, and and remember, this is it's all about this season. Yeah. You know, that's what these rankings are about. It's not like well, I'm even going from future potential too. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Like um, both ways. So so we're rattling through this list here. DeAndre Jordan at 28. Yay. I say uh, uh, similar to Hassan. I'm also a yay. Yeah. Um, Paul Millsap, 27. Cray. Okay, I'm okay. Here's our big disagreement because I think yay. <laughs> you think because I Mills? think Paul Millsap hmm. is what people think Horford is. I think he's so good on offense and can still get you buckets yeah. on offense. But I still think what he brings and oh, so good on defense, so undersized. He's such a tweener. And I have no love for them. And the NBA has no love for them. And I don't think what he can do. I think what he can do is definitely related to what's surrounding him. I don't think if you put him enough. on his own can create the opportunities. Like if you put him in the right system, definitely he can utilize that. And if he's surrounded by the right players, that can happen. They can win 60 games and then win like what, 40 the next season. I right. think that's great that what he can do with that. But other than that, no. I think he's he's, he's special. Me ain't that special. You know right. what I'm saying? Fair enough. Um, okay. We might be getting in, into uh, like where DeRozan belongs territory. We'll see. Twenty six, Kevin Love. Nay, I say nay as well. I would still take DeRozan <laughs> over Kevin Love, and maybe we're just huge homers here. But um, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Twenty five, Nikola Jokic. <laughs> People are in love with this. Yeah, guy I don't get potential. that. I really don't understand it. Um, cray, cray, cray. I'm cray, gonna cray. say nay. Because I feel like I haven't watched enough of him. Mm. And the fact that like Zach Lowe and like every major guy is like saying that this guy is like such a world beater, amazing player makes me think maybe there's something I don't know. But um, okay, keep keep going here. 24, Marcus Hull. Nay. He's getting old. I'm going to say um, yay for one, yay? More, one more season. One more season? Yeah. Okay. Um, 23, DeMarcus Cousins. Yay. Yay as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're getting into territory where players, I think, are yeah. better than DeRozan. Yeah. Um, 22, Blake Griffin. Yay. Yay as well for me. Here's, here, here's, here's a fun one. You know what? I want to say that they're equal. As far like a star potential, obviously Blake Griffin. That's beautiful. But if you take Blake Griffin <laughs> and you put him someplace, like he's not, like what does he really do? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think they're close to equal, but I think basically we're finding... For me, anyways, yeah. we're finding DeRozan's territory. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. where I think we're right there right is, now. Yeah, there's. I think there's a debate um, to be had with him. And the next one um, is 21. I'm, I can't wait to see your opinion on this. 21, Kyrie Irving. Yay. Okay. <laughs> I'm also yay. Um, it's it's not by that much, but I think it is distinctly he is better because I think he kind of does the same thing DeRozan does, but more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of this list. Um, 
I feel like for me is people who are for sure better than DeRozan, which is uh, Clay Thompson, Kyle Lowry, uh, Clay? Mike Conley, Damian Lillard, uh, Hayward, Gobert, Towns, Wall, okay. George. Um, Hayward, DeRozan's better than Clay Thompson. DeRozan's better than. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. See, I think I, I okay. Like for me, because the clay, clay, the defense is so amazing, and the the specialty skill. Like I think the specialty skill of being one of the top five best three point shooters in the NBA, like Lowry or like mm-hmm. Clay, I think is just so. It's like for me, like being like one of the best shot blockers in the NBA. Yeah, being it's, having it's that nuts. Like, crazy. Like, but here's my thing: if you put both of those guys on, like, let's say Sacramento, yeah, who's doing a better job? Put wait, we're putting put DeRozan, uh, put DeRozan in Sacramento, uh-huh. or you put Clay Thompson in Sacramento. Who has a better career? <sighs> I think it's really tight. Well, well, one thing that's weird about Clay is we've never seen him in another yeah. situation. That's but the, we also never seen like like what if you threw DeRozan, what if you just traded them? But the thing about the like would DeRozan be good on the Warriors? See, no, but the, the systems. I know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. My it's thing tough. is is that De, like Clay responds so well to having the gravity being spaced out so much. You have Steph Curry, you have Draymond yeah. Green, so people have to be a step away from you defensively. So that gives you an opportunity to line up your shots and you can run around the court. Totally. People are their eyes are moving everywhere. DeRozan, all eyes are on him. He gets yeah. that ball, and it's just everybody's watching him, and he's beating down players one at a time. For sure. And I think that's why he's a better one-on-one player, and I think he would bring more to the table than Klay Thompson. I think he's, he takes off more boxes than Klay Thompson does. I think he does, too. I, I I just think maybe it's the elite talent of Clay, But I think, again, we're right in that area where it's yeah. like, yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. debatable, and I think we can both agree that, uh, yeah, healthy 10 or 15 players and even some craze that were uh, ahead of DeRozan. Um, okay, so uh, just a couple more things here before before we wrap this baby up. But uh, we got to talk about these monster trades, and mm. I wanna I wanna frame it in a way um, where we kind of rank them a little bit. So uh, hopefully I don't talk too long here, but uh, just a quick recap of the trades. <clears throat> so, so I'm gonna start from Chris Paul. So Chris Paul goes to, and I'm sure I'll miss a couple picks and stuff. So if you want to jump in, Matt, and let me know what I what mm-hmm. I forgot, that that'd be awesome. Um, so Chris Paul, you know, he was a free agent, but effectively it was a trade. Uh, so he signs for one more year. He gets traded to Houston for uh, Beverly, Lou Williams, um, some picks. I think Decker. Uh, and I think the picks were like not relevant picks, so like later picks. Um, we have, and, 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 and I'm going to say the years that they are there too, because I think those are relevant when you rank these trades. So, uh, he signs a one year. Um, then we got, uh, I think next up was Paul George to OKC for Oladipo and Sabonis. And I also think a somewhat irrelevant trade. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, if if there's any like first rounders I'm missing, definitely let me know. Okay. Um, um, is there something I missed? Sorry, which one were you on? I, I'm doing the OKC OKC Indiana trade. Okay. Okay, yeah. So it was Paul George for Oladipo and Sabonis. No picks. No okay. picks. Cool, cool. That's surprising. Um, then we got uh, the Bulls traded Butler to Minnesota for Dunn and Levine. And I think again an irrelevant pick or not even a pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yes. Um, and the most recent one, 
probably the biggest one of all as far as like parts moved. Absolutely. We got uh, Kyrie Irving. Yep. Um, for Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Crowder, the Nets super pick. First pick, yeah. Uh, the Nets first overall pick with no um, uh, restrictions at all. Yeah. And also a second round pick because they found Isaiah was more injured than he actually was. Yeah. And Ante Zizic, who yeah. is not a nothing player. Yeah. He's like maybe a backup center. So that was a lot coming at you. Can you give me a ranking of these um, trades? One to four, Allen, and then we'll see where you're at. And we'll, then we'll go So uh, as far as like, what's, what's the greatest one? Would you say like the greatest as far as impact on both teams or... Um, lopsidedness or yeah i'm looking like? for i'm looking for who got the best deal um, i guess there's eight teams involved i'm generally thinking about the players who got the stars I think that Cavs, because yeah i guess you could make an argument that that like let's say the clippers who knew chris paul was going to leave got the most value whatever but like Let's kind of like let's maybe just put aside the teams that are obviously like rebuilding or whatever mm-hmm. and, and and also include the celtics though yeah. And Cavs. You know what I'm saying? I think the Celtics Cavs trade was probably the biggest out yeah. of all of them. I think both teams got something that they wanted. I think they gave up a lot both ways. Mm-hmm. I think the Cavs probably came out on top if um depending on how injured really Isaiah Thomas is. Yeah. Um second, I would definitely say Minnesota and and Bulls. I think giving away Zach Levine and Chris Dunn probably hurt. But at the same time, you kind of want that. You got relevant. Butler for two years. Yeah, which is you like, know? and you have you have relevancy. And then and, they signed Teague. Yeah. So they have Teague, Wiggins, Butler, and and, and Towns. No, but also people keep forgetting um, Gibson. And, Gibson, man. Yeah, that boy and, Gibson, um, rocking a sixty-seven. They really need some shooting over there. But but um, anyways, they have like yeah, they have and Thibodeau. They got a starting lineup, man. This has got to be the like best outlook. So in that sense, maybe it's the biggest for Minnesota because it's like. As far as franchise relevancy, this has to be like yeah. the most relevant they've been since like peak Garnett. Yeah. Like way more than love. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I guess who, who's your winners? Um, out of all these teams? Yeah. Um Yeah, I think I, I think I think you've you've swayed me to say Minnesota. Cause like if you look at them from last year to this year, completely different team. Yeah. Even though I expected more of them last year, because I was like, look at that. Me roster. too, yeah. You know, you got Chris Dunn, but like the end of the day, yeah, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, these guys are young. And even like the like even though they have like some redundancy with Butler and Wiggins, it's just like they just have given themselves, yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. like when the Raptors all of a sudden were a relevant team after being irrelevant forever. Yeah. I think a lot of the 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 league that's kind of like championship or bust really underestimates what it's like to be a meaningless city. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. They, I, I think they really, really underestimate what it's like for no one to talk about you or care about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then all of a sudden when you just change that, yeah. well, when you're it, like, no, people talk, you have to talk about us now. It's funny how Atlanta it's dropped awesome. off though. Remember how Atlanta was like so amazing. And then now they can't even like get tickets at all. They're like selling them for like, well, yes, Atlanta peanuts. is, uh, is one of the, I think maybe three teams in the NBA this year that are openly tanking. Yeah. I'd say it's like Chicago, Atlanta, and Phoenix. And you know whose fault that is? Are the teams that are like, we are tanking. We're trying to lose. But do you know whose fault that is? That's LeBron James's fault. He ruined that team. That team was like, <laughs> we got 60-something wins. We were going to number one in the East. And then LeBron's like, no, nah, four games. See, go home. That's why I'm so proud that Masai <laughs> didn't let LeBron ruin us. Yeah. Yes, he humiliated us. Yes, he drank a beer and he slept <laughs> us. 
<laughs> but like, no, he did though. Yeah, he actually that. did. He picked like, it and then he went. <laughs> like in the LeBron documentaries to come, the they'll talk line. about how he broke apart the Pacers. So many teams. The, the Heat. The Wizards. Before he joined them. The Wizards with Gilbert. Oh my God. The um, He's responsible for the, the Celtics. Celtics. He's responsible for Golden State. All these teams are responding to him. I already said the Pacers, the Pistons. Yeah, Pacers. Like, he literally has brought all these... Like, like George is now officially gone. Actually, they have Lance Stevenson, which is sad and funny. But, uh, but, um, <laughs> was that? Did you just play a sound effect? No, oh. I did that. Oh, that was sick. Um, that was awesome. But, uh, thank you for doing sound effects. It's like Rozelle Ra- just comes in and I say something cool. The beat and the chorus. And the same too. <laughs> Um, me eating a Big Mac. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I don't know what that was. That's Rozelle now. Yeah, that's what he is there. Doing my taxes, eating a burger. Just a boring fifty-five-year-old mm. guy. Um, that's amazing. But uh, for me, I think it's kind of a tie between. Like, uh, yeah, uh, like I think the Paul George. Uh, everyone's so quick to be like. Okay, see, they got Paul George and they know he's going to leave. How about this? Tell that to an OKC fan. Because mm. Oladipo wasn't on a great contract. Sabonis was a rookie. And you just got Paul George. Yeah. So you just made your playoffs. Like, sure, they probably still don't have a chance to re-sign Russell and, and George. But what if some shit goes down in LA? Mm. And what if the league is like Paul George... Because of the tampering, whatever you can't, you can't go. go to LA. Yeah. What if some like a year, anything's possible? And for me, I'm like, you put Russ, who's amazing, and and George, who's amazing together. Some what if Draymond Green gets injured? What if OKC goes to the finals? What if some happens? Yeah. And and because you made that insane move, and, and you know they got Patterson, and like OKC. I, th- I just love that. I love a team that swings for the fences at the right time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it didn't work out for us when we got Ibaka and Tucker. But I thought that was like one of the best moments in, in franchise history. That that the Raps were like, we're going for it. We're yeah, going to yeah. contend. We're going to do this. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but again, uh, with all that said, I think the fact that the Celtics had been hanging these trade assets over the league for such a long time... And they swung for the fences. And the yes, they still have a ton of picks. Yes, they have good rookies. But their core is an aging, soon to be irrelevant. And I mean like two, three years, Horford. Mm-hmm. And an Irving, who I think is properly ranked at 21st. I don't think he's a top 10 player. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 player um, in his career. That's just my opinion. But And I think he has upside for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like he might max out at, like a 15th or 14th best player in the NBA, but I think like I don't think he's ever going to be as good as a Paul George um, or a Butler. But um, I do think that for the for Cleveland to get that Nets pick, and like how many teams are going to be better than the net than the Nets this year? Oh, like um, like all max of them? some D League teams. Um... Yeah, or sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I phrased that question wrong. How many teams are going to be worse than, oh, than the Nets? None. I'd say like max four. Really? I, max. Oh, max. Max, yeah, yeah, max, 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 max. I mean, max, like max. if the Nets, it, that means like if D'Angelo Russell's like, I'm here to stay, NBA. Yeah. Like, and everything goes magic. And, and then we have an, okay, if we have another Lynn Sanity and D'Angelo Russell gets most improved 
player of the year, I think the Nets get 21 wins. I, I think that's, you know, what, I'm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think like, like I think if the Nets have the best imaginable year, yeah. they're better than Phoenix, Chicago, and and Atlanta, and still not better than New York. Yeah, I honestly yeah. believe that. I believe the Nets are that thin and that bad, and their best front court player is Rondé Hollis Jefferson, <laughs> and like Mozgov and Damari fucking Carroll, and they they just so signed that's Tyler, why Tyler Zeller yesterday. Yeah, th- oh, that's why for me Zellers. Cleveland to have that pick is insane. Yeah, yeah. because that p- Cleveland's getting a top pick. Yeah, and absolutely. or they're trading that top pick for a, for a Paul George at the deadline. Well, the, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's for them to get that asset is insane. Well, there's that conversation about trading that pick with Iman Shumpert, sending it off to get DeMarcus Cousins. Exactly. Like yeah. like it allows it allows Cleveland to make a dramatic move yeah. or get a potential star next year. Now, all that LeBron leaving or not leaving aside. It gives Cleveland something they totally didn't have. Yeah, you a know? future, a future. Yeah, you got a future again. because Irving wasn't going to stay. Yeah, after like his two years or whatever, like or clearly wasn't going to stay. He was going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, little bitch. <laughs> so you know that's that's it for I think. <laughs> yeah, on that note, oh, I'm um, tired of winning. Oh, LeBron James keeps taking me to the finals. Oh, I want to do it on my own. There is Shut some, up. There is something to be said about a guy who's like honestly. I don't want to win a championship. That's what he you know said. what you know you, you when you can say that when you're privileged enough to have won one. You don't totally. get to, you would never say that yeah. if they didn't win. <laughs> Paul that George, one. Yeah. like if Paul George played with LeBron, he'd be like, I'd figure it the hell out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. <laughs> he's like, he's like, guess what? I don't have to hang out with LeBron. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't take those yeah. Instagram photos at the game. You can you can do the Kevin Love and just not be in any of them. You can totally. do that. <laughs> Kevin Love. He, Kev, I love how Kevin Love is just like shuts his mouth, takes it. He's getting disrespected left, right, and center. He's just you want like, a ring. I'm just I'm just here to win. I yeah. just hope no one like hopefully no one forgets I'm totally. on the team. I'm yeah. Having a good time. <laughs> Chris Bosch wasn't treated that well by yeah. LeBron and Wade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that about wraps it up for the uh, the yeah. pod. We don't have any games to bet on. No. Um, Alan, you got any shows coming up? You want to plug? Uh, I'm gonna be at Yuck Yucks. Oh. Uh, this Saturday at uh, the the Hamilton one. And cool. Oh, yeah. How long have you been with Yucks? I'm not. Oh. oh yeah. Wow. I'm I like, like a little bit with. Times are changing. Ooh, like, wild card. I just started with that. Breslin's going to shut down this pod. He's going to shut it down. He's going to storm in here and be like, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> I take care of my baby. I'm shutting down Only, the pod. And I'm like, whoa. My your baby's but, four hey, and you're but rich. Hey, Kev's going to be a lawyer. Stop that right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like full lawyer circle, Kev's got to come circle, in. Full circle. <laughs> it's going to be so uh, And then um, Soul Food Comedy Festival, which is this weekend. I don't know where I'm supposed to be in that. It's, it's it's whatever, but I don't know where I'm yeah. supposed to be in it. That's all I know. And it's like Michael Blackson, all those people are going to be up for cool. that. And like, what's it called? Wild Now that show. Yeah, yeah. cool. Is uh, is there like a website for the uh, the festival? I think Soul? Soulful Comedy Fest. Just Google. Cool. Google works. Just, just Google some Google. stuff. Folks. Just ask Jeeves. He God knows. Damn. Just bang it. <laughs> just bang it. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking bang it. Yeah. <laughs> should be their, their slogan. Just fucking bang just it. fucking bang it. <laughs> I'd do it. All the really like kind, patient people who listen to this entire podcast is <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> fuck you guys. You're ending like that? You're binging at me? I hate you. You disrespectful binging You're more piece annoying of than my fire alarm? Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. There I just got played out. Oh, that was beautiful. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, Thanks, Alan. Thank you for having me. Basketball. <laughs> there it is. 
Uh, thanks for listening to Confederacy of Dunks. We're still in the off-season. Season 5 will be starting up in October. Give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. Go to our website. You can listen there, too. And we'll see you with a hot new one soon. All right, bye. <laughs>